0: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. On February the 27th, 2016, the face of Everton Football Club changed. Uh, after a decade-long search for investment, Chairman Bill Kenwright presented Farhad Mashiri. Three years on from that day, the Iranian billionaire came into the lives of Evertonians. We reflect on the highs, the lows and the what-nexts of Farhad Mishiri's Everton because it is very much now Farhad Machiris Everton. Uh, I'm Phil Kirkbride, Bride, and today joined on the Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer by a man formerly of this parish uh, and now host, as I'm sure you're aware, of the excellent All Together Now podcast, Greg O'Keefe. Um, and at the time of Farhad mashiri's uh, arrival at Football Club, Greg was working alongside myself. He was our Everton editor. Uh, and so we're going to reflect on on that day, that the, the day that the ground moved, if you like, at Everton Football Club. Things changed dramatically um, and look back, at, as I say, at what went on, where are we are now and maybe what will happen in the next three years. Um, Greg, cheers for coming in, mate, and uh, very much welcome back and what do you remember of of, of that day? Because my recollection obviously is that it actually, even though this statement uh, it was on, I think it was early Saturday, maybe late Saturday morning on the 27th of, of Feb 2016, just appeared out of nowhere from the Football Club, no prior warning. Yeah. Actually, as you were just, bef- before we started recording, you remembered, actually, it, it, I actually gathered a bit of momentum on the Friday evening, didn't it?
1: That's right. Well, first of all, it's glad to be back. So um, good to be back on Royal Blue. And reminiscent on a time when it really did feel like it was a seismic change, wasn't it momentous? And that's not to put too fine a no, point yeah. on it. It was something that I personally had begun to wonder if it was ever going to happen. I'm sure many blues had. Probably it was over. Um, the club was was more than ready mm. for, for a change in in sort of the scale of the financial backing that it had. Bill Kenwright's various kind of travails in finding the investments over the years it had been well documented leading to obviously tension with a lot of fans and there'd been talk of different, and we'll get into this, I'm yeah. sure different, uh, different takeovers. And then all of a sudden, um, as you say, quite out of nowhere, really. Um, there's very, very little in terms of gossip, which is quite rare these days, and yeah, Twitter very, yeah. and social media. We were just hit with that, you know, some reports on the Friday evening. And and, and I think you, I think i had been off, hadn't I? Mm. And, um, you were still in the office and we were texting one another saying, look, look at suggestion. This was going to happen. But even, even then, sorry to,
0: even then it was, there was Farhad wasn't named. It was only the odd Arsenal shareholder who was putting two and two together. And even then you a little bit, you weren't certain. And and Mm. I think the mail had a story about a mysterious Middle Eastern businessman. And even then we're like, well, you know, we're
1: none the wiser, were we? No. And, and the name Farhad Mashiri was certainly completely new to me who's someone who wasn't particularly au okay fait with Arsenal's mm. board and it's, uh, it's, oh, yeah. it's set up uh, before. So I, uh, yeah, completely uh, un- unbeknownst to me. Uh, and then if I remember that Saturday, like I say, I was off and uh, quite rightly it was the you and I kind of uh, came in, didn't we? And um, empty newsroom really in terms of like, mm. obviously a 24 hour operation, yeah, Echo and the staff here all the time, but yeah. not quite that early on a yeah, Saturday morning. And, 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 and
0: yeah, and obviously Liverpool were playing the, League yeah. Cup final the following day, so there wasn't exact, there wasn't that presence and the paper had been largely set up the Sunday Echo, hadn't it? But but things had to change. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it, so it involved, first of all, we, we were sort of, uh, we had to tell key people here because you know, it was kind of like a bit of bit of an aside, but when something that moment is going to happen, where it's going to affect the front and back pages, on a weekend when they've already got something big happening on the other side of the city, it was important that we kind of found out as much as we could, as much to brief our bosses at the time mm. as as to begin to inform what we were going to write um and it's it's exciting isn't it it's it's what you live for those sorts of uh, times as a journalist and you know when you write at the start of something the ground floor and obviously it would have been lovely to get that scoop in itself but it just like i said come back to the, the point it was remarkably quite kept quiet yeah. there was no rumors days or weeks before do you think
0: it's even more remarkable when in, in retrospect and, and since um Bill has has talked about first getting in touch or, or meeting
1: Farhad eighteen months to a year earlier. What well, exactly? It's, it's astounding, really. Uh, you know, he must have had conversations with people about Farhad in that time. Um, now obviously, you know, he's 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 no fool, and he's used to keeping sensitive information under his under his hat. Um, but still, things things get out, don't they? Um, and you know, someone tells someone. And, I'm just amazed that it didn't really. Mm. Um, and it, it just took us totally by surprise that, that sort of late Friday, early Saturday morning. Um, and then, yeah, me and you began, <laughs> began that, well, first, who is he? <laughs> yeah. Well, well yeah. yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, yeah. What does it mean? What's it mean for the club? Yeah. And, and then we had this statement, which, I like you say, completely arrived yeah. any, without any context, really. Absolutely. Um, to try and disseminate and, and, and to try and get our heads around. And it was... Uh, it was a mad, mad 24 hours, 48
0: hours. Be- well, indeed, and because um, I'm incredibly sad, I kept the Sunday Echo um, from the day after um, and I've got it with us now. And I'll actually, we'll, we'll, I'll maybe take a picture and put some of the images um, up online um, along with this podcast so you can have a look. Back page, New Blue Era, front page of the Sunday Echo that day, was on the 28th, the day uh, the day after. Billionaire buys up half of shares, of course, because Farhad took 49.9%. And then a spread has, has you know of packed with stuff that myself and Greg produced uh, on that on that Saturday the new king of Everton football club um and various other bits and, and a comment from yourself Greg. I'm just going to read past actually because I read it again uh, last night and it was, it was very good so in the end after a revolving League of Nations cast were linked with buying into Everton and that's an interesting point because we'll come back to that it's a solitary Iranian with Premier League Naus who made it over the Guruson threshold Fahad Mashiri arri- arrives alone as the largest single shareholder at the Blues not a consortium of Americans Chinese Thais or Indians because we roll back a bit and, you know, whilst you were um Everton reporter, there was, it, it seemed, every fairly, with very regularity, there was a different takeover rumour. Yeah. Um, and I, re- I remember, t- you know, you you were constantly kind of fielding calls and, and, and sort of saying, look, on the QT, yeah, this could be happening. I'm checking oh. this out. And did any of them ever come close? And even at the time of Farhad's takeover, I believe, um you'll be able to tell us, there was, there was Keith Wyness and there was Chinese interest and then there was obviously John
1: J. Uh, Moores and yeah. Charles Noel and it was, it, was, it was a crazy time really. Well it was and go back even before and probably that, the fact that all of a sudden there were semi-credible and, and in other cases more so yeah. talks happening uh, or, or discussions about talks happening shows you that there was momentum gathered towards the, you know, the back end of, mm. sort of 2015 and uh, 2014 and 2015 yes. in particular and you know, all those years of search had actually began to gather some some pace. Uh, but yeah, coming back before John J. Moore's and the Chinese interest mm. that, that we obviously were uh, talking about just then was the Jain Group, the Indian right, uh, yeah. yeah, consortium. Uh, I think it was steel, um, yeah, and, uh, and based in India. And of course, they were someone who who uh, an organisation that were introduced to the club, yeah, uh, via contact key contacts in the city. And I remember that they were. Uh, sort of had discussions about how they might help with the stadium and how they might want to have a look at a takeover and I remember th- at the time you and I were thinking well they were completely again completely alien to us and, and you're only kind of you're thinking oh is it would they be like a Venkis because that was our only yeah comparison course, yeah, point yeah, really yeah. and you know Indian owners in the Premier League weren't that common no, word, no. so you're thinking oh will that be a good or bad thing and, Never came to any fruition, and anyway, and I don't believe it was ever that advanced. But yeah, the what Keith Whines was talking about with the Chinese did seem to have um, have legs, yeah. legs in it. Yeah, that they, they, you know, there had been talks, there had been interest in building a stadium, um, and you know, certainly with John J. Moores yeah. and Charles Noel, <laughs> yeah, there was. The- it felt, it felt like, at that time as we as we went through Christmas.
0: It felt like all the information that we were gathering was that... that it was it going that, to happen. It was going to happen. That was the only yeah. deal on the table. And they were serious. They'd been over a few times. Um, they'd been to Good- It's been shown around Goodison and Finch mm. Farm.
1: But then, yeah, out, out of nowhere, pops up far hard. Yeah, and, you know, maybe how much people like them were being sort of touted in order to yeah. sort of uh, light a bit of a fire under people more serious and more... Why not? I'm wealthier like Farhard. maybe it was a tactic I don't know because I don't think if you look it's easy to say in hindsight but I don't think they would have been the no. owners that we would have wanted the club given what, you know, sort yeah. of the way things think I think, I think the Swansea. issue they
0: had with Swansea I think the the, the backlash at Swansea with, with John Jay and and Charles Noel was based on there was no guarantees of, of how much investment they had been they set up front they said they would put exactly. in and stuff yeah, so yeah. Um, I think that was um, one of the uh, one of the key issues but just just so we we roll on to, to Farhad's first sort of period. He he made that his first game at Goodison was of course the FA Cup game with Chelsea when Rom scores the goal and, and he gets thrust yeah. in front of the of the of the club media cameras for that slightly yeah. awkward interview. Yeah.
1: Um, was that when sorry to interrupt was that right. when there was pictures of him giving a someone offering him a sweet? Oh, possibly. directors, yeah. do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. There was like some a fan had just kind of like yeah. lent up and offered him a bag of sweets that's and right. he sort of took one and yeah. there was a Host of pictures. Yeah. I mean even those images were kind of like us at the oh time. Of yeah. Because stock images, we had so so little of. There him. was one one doing the rounds,
0: which is why if if you, when you see the copy of the Sunday Echo, it's the same pictures printed three times. But um, I remember when when was so obviously we were into end of Feb. Typically, of us, we had no game that weekend because I think it was an FA Cup or whatever game. Be a bit of all right, um, it? When it sort of. Martinez was obviously in charge at that point, and and spoke, as it now looks, hopefully, but very positive, saying that the Mascheri's financial clout, together with the chairman's, you know, football understanding and experience for him, he was saying at least was a perfect storm in a positive sense. Yeah. But actually, it turned out to be the worst thing, didn't it? You know, is your recollection? Because I think we were both relayed this information that actually Farhad had wanted to pull the trigger much earlier. Actually, yeah. there was a, I think there was a game with Southampton. When he got toxic, and actually yeah. was was perhaps held back from from doing anything too rash too soon.
1: Yeah, I think his instinct had been to, uh, to to call time a bit earlier, and people had said it might be worth because I think there was an acknowledgement from him as well that he was he was new to it, obviously in terms of being in, yeah in control of a club, and so he didn't want to be seen to being rash, Just, yeah, and making yeah. knee jerk uh, decisions and, and sort of showing highlighting that newness in, in a brash way. But at the same time, it looked as if his mind was certainly on its way to being made up. But uh, funny, enough, I remember Martinez, and I think y- you and I were both, in, was it when he used to do the briefings mm. uh, at Finch Farm? Yeah. And he did finished the national press. And I remember him very excitedly talking about the potential for uh, for, for what it was going to mean for him. And of course, for him, the ultimate optimist, despite things not, not going to plan at the time, he was planning for... The, the next transfer window, he, and he was thinking, "Oh, yeah, he probably spent come, the money, yeah, yeah, exactly." Because he, he, he knew d- he had the backing of Bill. he he'd gone to his uh, bottom of his drawer, found his <laughs> list of premium targets. Probably <laughs> one of whom might have been Virgil Van Dyke. Who knows? And he told uh, me uh, never he
0: wasn't interested. Did he? I, yeah, shocking. Yeah. Still shocking to this day, but never mind. There it's another go. story. There
1: you go. But anyway, yeah. So he might have gone and um, and suddenly been thinking, uh, "This might just be uh, a dream come true for him." Yeah. Obviously, it didn't work out like that.
0: It didn't and obviously before the end of the season we all know that summer though it felt like we were linked with every player under the sun Yeah it did didn't it you, From what you know from the conversations we were having and, and stuff at the time it felt like people in football had seen a massive opportunity with Farhad because he'd finally oh, yeah. he was, he'd got Ronald in it was almost like the, the you know it was a fresh start in that respect he'd, he'd made decisions he was in control and some of the players that we were being offered, some of the players that were being talked about, you know, in the corridors of football about us signing, that perhaps didn't come to fruition. It's crazy, but, but football, football clubs,
1: players, perhaps, perhaps were seen pound signs, weren't they? A little bit. Absolutely, yeah. I think agents, clubs, players, like you say, they're all all smelling an opportunity, um, and if not to actually get their players uh, into into Everton certainly to use Everton's name as leverage and other, because all of a sudden they, they were the new financial big boys on the yeah. block, Yeah, they? yeah. So if it was genuine or not, Everton were all of a sudden, news now, probably nearly crashed the <laughs> Everton bit, didn't it? And it was like players, you know, which is...
0: Great. I mean, like, you know, for example, I do remember you writing a piece about uh, Axel Witzel was offered to Everton. Yeah. But what he was, you know, wanting, salary, et cetera, was absolutely... Just bar me. It was, it was obscene. Wasn't and then, it? then yeah. he goes to China. You see, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, gets, gets what
1: he wants. It's probably an indication of where his kind of priorities at the time lay in terms of football over over money. Um, but, but yeah, it was. I think Van Persie had been mentioned, yeah. hadn't he? Hmm. It was Latan was mentioned at one point, wasn't he? Yes. I think there was there was all sorts of uh, absolutely bonkers names being being thrown about, and it was it was very much a case of like. You had to be careful, and it, yeah. it was a challenge for us as well, wasn't it? Because oh yeah, very much. we so. in terms of our reporting on Everton, it was uncharted waters as well. Because well, all of a sudden, you were trying to. It sounds corny, but you're trying to reassess what was possible.
0: So well, it's always easy yeah. to fall.
1: You know, it's easy to fall for an agent. Yes. Kind of come on about, oh Everton are in for this player because often you've got to you've got to be careful about why you're being told that. And yeah, if, if they're being used and stuff like that. all of a sudden, it, it was like, well. Could this happen? Could, could they actually be? Able well, to these but players? the feeling was though that Farhad
0: thought it could. He, he felt there was an endless an endless possibilities about the players we could sign. He was
1: certainly getting told it could. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, you might have a take on this as well because you were you were kind of working the phone. So to speak at that stage, as Everton correspondent, mm. when you were doing a lot of the transfer stories, and I think at the time there was a feeling that he probably didn't have as sophisticated advice. Uh, yeah, and as far you know, honed sort of people around him giving him genuinely yeah, well, genuine
0: advice. I mean that was that was a, a part of the podcast we were going to come on to, but and we will still, but in terms of you look at Farhad Mashiri three years down the line and think, actually, there's a man now who understands the business of football. A very successful businessman in his own right in various things, but now understands the business of football far better. Hence why. He's effectively gone to Bill and Marcel Brands. You guys deal with it. You're yeah. the experts now.
1: Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, and like you say, we we could come on to that in a bit more depth. But there was probably a feeling at the time that, as, as giddy and exciting as a period it was for Evertonians, uh, I wouldn't say giddy, but there was probably a lot of excitement and and sort of. Uh, someone playing with his new toy as well for him to yeah. an extent
0: yeah wanted, wanted that was the reason he, he left Arsenal wasn't it because he had no influence he had 15% of shares of a Premier League football club and couldn't couldn't do
1: anything and this is this is a guy who absolutely lives and breathes football yeah um, you know glued to Sky Sports on, on, a, on a news rolling rolling news 24-7
0: yeah. TV's on, on his yacht yeah, football on 24-7 exactly. um,
1: Encyclopedia encyclopaedic knowledge by all accounts of the Premier League mm. um, and really kind of Things that you wouldn't expect maybe expect him to know about in terms of going right back to the start of the Premier League when you and I have had yeah. conversation with him over kind of uh, form iterations of teams like yeah. Bolton and stuff like that. Oh, of course, yeah. He revealed yeah. like real depth to his knowledge, no, it's not course, just yeah. like a no. you know, a fresh convert to, yeah, to it's not fly football. by night in that respect. No, no, no. But as you say, maybe not so much to being an owner and uh, that's just something you have to earn a well not earn, you just have to do over time, don't you?
0: Results w- w- will answer this question I- I- in part, but who do you think Farhad regrets appointing most in that summer? Kuhn or
1: Walsh? It's a really good question. It's got to be Walsh, hasn't I it? think so. I think because I you- regret him appointing Walsh more than <laughs> I <laughs> mean. Because <laughs> if
0: you think about the statement to announce Marcel Brands' appointment and Steve Walsh's sacking, was the same thing, and it was a, it was a a, a token
1: line, almost like a token gesture at yeah. the bottom of the club statement. It was, it didn't pull any punches, did it? Yeah. And even by the na- the nature of those statements where there's usually a little bit of um, cursory politeness. Yeah. Thanks that, for your efforts, etc. That was pretty lacking in even that, yeah. wasn't it? It was pretty much um,
0: good riddance. Because as well, and again, we reported on it extensively at the time, it didn't feel, as, as now, we didn't know, but Marcel was obviously somebody that approached but the other name in the mix at the time before Walsh was pointing was Monchi. Do you remember?
1: Uh, of course, yeah. Old Monchi, yeah, yeah, and uh, Unai Emery's man, of course, yeah. Monchi, yeah. yeah, and and again was was seriously sounded out, and, and ultimately.
0: But that's a, so that was a signal, wasn't it? Going back to that first summer of, of of anything's possible mentality, yeah. Because Monchi was the hottest ticket in town in terms of. I'll I'll get you value for money. I'll find the, the next hidden
1: gems. All yeah. this sort of stuff. He was at the time, yeah. But if you remember, when it comes to Walsh, that that kind of is a symptom of his. Not I don't want to say naivety, but certainly of of the flawed decision that happened at that, that time. Because as we understand it through a, a mutual friend of ours, it was almost as much as it was. Leicester are brilliant. Why can't we emulate them? Everyone should have been asking themselves that, every well, club yeah. owner, yeah, ambitious yeah. club owner. Well, you know, they've got like a really good sort of set up around Ranieri and, uh, right, who's the scout? Who's the one who's gone and got in your Vardis? Who's the one who's gone and got in these key players yeah. and made them say, Well, it's, it's Steve Walsh. Well, can we get him? Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, it, numbers were spoken to Steve Walsh's agent that made his head turn. And next minute, someone who was a good chief scout for a period at Leicester mm. found himself in totally uncharted waters, and he was never going to say no not to the money he course, was offered. Yeah. A Hope, great, it's a great Hopelessly job. underqualified to be a director of football, and obviously to the detriment of Everton for the past, well, currently, frankly. Mm. But uh, not, you know, not really an appointment that was probably thought out in a way it should have been. It was probably done as a bit of like a... Do you think it was almost... A naive
0: thing, wasn't it? Do you think it was almost... And and, and we reported at the time, um, before anybody actually, that the club was set on this director of football, sporting director Mm. model. Do you think it was almost Farhad went, this has to happen Mm. and it will happen in the summer and we will fill the position come what may?
1: I just don't know. I mean, look, we don't uh, don't know everyone who they had on their shortlist. We don't know everyone they may or may not have spoken to. It just sound, it's just so evident that mm. the first person, <laughs> the club's first ever f- football director, director yeah. of football, whatever yeah. you call it, is someone who's never done that job before. <laughs> yeah, no, and it makes sense now,
0: but at the time, you know, I I was to a degree I was blinded by the fact that I felt I still do. I think it's the right model. I think it's the way forward football. So but I was thinking, well, this guy's had great success.
1: He's plucked players. And they've won the league. How can this go wrong? Listen, I, t- I completely agree. I'm not sitting here for a second saying that I I didn't think it was a good appointment. Because, you know, I'd, I'd be completely disingenuous. Um And I wasn't raising questions about the fact that he hadn't done it before at the time. I was thinking, well, yeah, I mean, Leicester, what a fantastic yeah. achievement. He's the key man alongside the manager who's made that happen. Yeah, brilliant, it makes sense. Mm. But of course, you know, in hindsight, <laughs> it didn't. And uh, It was a bit of a transfer match made in hell, though, wasn't it, with Ronald? Because they were pulling in different directions. Well, from day one. So if if you say, and that gets back to your question, what? Do, who would he have regretted appointing? It doesn't mean he wouldn't have regretted appointing Kuman because that relationship could have worked. It certainly wasn't all on Walsh. With a different character as your manager, mm. there could have been a way of salvaging that. Yeah. Albeit, you could argue that Walsh lost his lustre, or had just been spectacularly... Done his job particularly well for a period yeah, at Leicester yeah. and reaped the benefits, but he wasn't able to replicate that. Bar in the odd hit, just a guy type thing here and there. Yeah, Um, but it was a, it was disastrous. It, it compounded it with with the appointment to Cumin, really, didn't it? And yeah. from almost from day one, he just didn't, it just didn't want to know, did he? No. He just didn't seem to you communicate would, at you all. You wonder
0: how different it would have been if Marcel had been, you know.
1: Effectively are, are in charge of Ronald. It would have been interesting to have seen what had happened there, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Two big personalities, obviously two big Dutch, Dutch names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now they could either have worked together absolutely swimmingly and we'd still bit have caught at the club. Yeah. Or it might have even been <laughs> even more of a fiery it could have ended quicker, couldn't it? It could have ended quicker.
0: Um talking and look, we 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 still long to ask these questions directly to the man himself and and, and and remain hopeful that we will get the opportunity at some point. Um, think he? Do you think he, Far, Farhad, I, I he always strikes me as the sort of person that doesn't live in the past particularly, other than when recalling great teams in the Premier League and, and his yeah. great knowledge, yeah. very much about looking forward and stuff, but you, he must look back at, at the sacking of and having Unzi as caretaker and I don't want to say stringing him along, but but giving him perhaps false hope, pursuing silver and it not working out and and then going for Allardyce, he must think, I'll never do that again.
1: You don't You so. he must, would, he must yeah, look at that yeah. and go,
0: nah, I, I know where I went wrong big
1: time. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and, you know, again, it's this painful learning curve that we've been on in some aspects since the the biggest change in the club's modern history, really. Yeah. Certainly since, well, you know, certainly since kind of uh, the last 50 years, I, I'd argue. Yeah. Do, you th- do you think that maybe, look, uh, and, and Farhad said it himself at the, at the
0: GM, you know, we need to use the fans' impatience. So he acknowledges, and, and he doesn't see that as a negative, he sees that as a positive. Do you think maybe we ma- many of us, not all of us, maybe maybe many of us were wrong to think actually she's he's going to just going to happen overnight and actually this was always going to happen this was a Man City Mark 2 almost wasn't it in the buying big players and it not working and sacking managers and then finally after damn years of, of, of Shake Man so mm. three, four
1: seasons it started to click didn't it and were we naive to think that we wouldn't go through that? I don't know well maybe and I think one thing we weren't naive to because uh, I remember it's a conversation you and I had a lot of times and I know it's that, a point that you had to make to people repeatedly was they were all listened. <laughs> now, there was, listen, it was absolutely all our prayers answered, finally getting a benefactor with the real wherewithal to take everything forward. But we didn't get another shake man. So mm. someone of that level is probably only at City and, and PSG. Yeah. And he's yeah. for all his, his wealth and his resource, he isn't as rich as God, as the book Says yeah. in terms of, I think, I think Forbes had him something. I had a look at Forbes website today. Still,
0: uh, I think in dollars, one point nine billion. So he's still, they they still class him as I think at one point four billion pounds. He was ranked something like number thirteen
1: hundred. so just just shows yeah, you, doesn't yeah. it? madness. It just shows you, and, and and equally, you know, it just shows you why maybe City's painful learning curve mm. was a bit shorter because there was just more money to True. throw at it. Yeah, and yeah, ultimately, yeah. you wouldn't have had things like. Silver saying in January, and this isn't. But you know, we're not in the. Fa- we don't have the financial conditions to do anything. Yeah, yeah. They probably would have just thrown more and more, and they did throw more <laughs> and more money at it until they, they got what they wanted. It's just going to take longer. At Everton, isn't it? Yeah.
0: The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, Farhad's had to change tact, doesn't he? Yeah, because he tried to bankroll it. Smash the wage structure by players that, beyond what their val- real value was, yeah. and finish eighth. Exactly. Two, two managers later, an and then eighth. deals.
1: With, yeah, and then dealing with the legacy of that in terms of yeah. having those players that don't want to move, who are sat on, on the wage bill, who weren't hungry mm. when they arrived, really, or weren't, weren't as hungry as you would like traditionally, and it's caused problems. Uh, you know, especially when you're trying to fund the stadium as yeah. well. Um, and,
0: and, and you were given some insight into into Farhad's thinking at the at the, uh, the sort of the fag end of the of the Big Sam era, because it was it was genuinely as far as we could understand it. Going through March, it was it was touch and go whether he was going to be kept on. Yeah, but then obviously it went sour and toxic in April. But the end, for last game of the season, I think Farhad was 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 fed up, wasn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah, that was the indication that I got sort of. Uh... With privately that he he had enough and uh, certainly from Allardyce's, the way he spoke about it in the media he'd been tipped off hadn't he? Yeah. if he if he hadn't had, he obviously didn't have a direct conversation with no. farhad but he knew what was coming the writing was on the wall um and again it was probably something in terms of financial legacy he's paying off another manager and mm. uh, but was there, was there good. that
0: feeling if i can remember correctly from how you related it to me at the time Was was there a feeling that he'd just gone, effectively wasted 200 million quid here and we're no further, two years on, we're no further than when I I joined?
1: I think, yeah, I think there was a feeling of a little bit of uh, anger. Yeah. Well, more than a little bit of anger, a lot of anger, Mm. because... He's an accountant and you don't become a billionaire <laughs> by mistake. Yeah. And so just because he's, he's ridiculously wealthy doesn't mean that he doesn't count every penny. D- doesn't, miss and, yeah,
0: doesn't miss 200 million quid. He doesn't
1: miss 200 million quid. And I think he was beginning to say, look, I haven't seen what, I've, what I thought I'd see here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm at the back of the end of a cycle where I'm going to have to start investing even more to kick on again, which mm. he had to. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time I probably detected that he was really fed up with how it was going. First indication of, of seeing him where he kind of dropped his guard a bit and you could tell yeah. he was... Because there's always that impression, and I think there's still... He he's far hard, basically.
0: Yeah, there is that impression with him that he's just in love with football yeah. so much and now he owns a football club that, ah, oh, it doesn't matter, I've got so much money, we'll yeah. just get it right. But actually, it's not that kind of steel, if you like, and that kind of business backbone was coming to the fore at the end of that season, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's... Um, He's no one's fool. He's not someone who's just prepared to sit there and, and lob money at things. And, and I think he lives as much as you can when you're at that, that level of mega wealthy. Mm. He lives in the real world to an extent as well. well uh, I'd like to live in his world. I'd like to live in his world. Yeah. When I say the real world, I don't think he's ever... like <laughs> he's ever worrying about getting the big shop in at the end of the week or anything like that. But Yeah, um, going down the supermarket in Monaco. Yeah, exactly. But he, yeah, he was, he was really fed up with that and... Uh, you know, and it'd be interesting, Penny, for his for his thoughts mm. now at the back of what what we're seeing, and for sure we'll get onto how it's gone this season. Mm. But um, the learning curve continues, doesn't it?
0: Well, yeah. Um, one thing on the agenda is um, if, uh, we we're going to answer this both. Both answer this hopefully. Um, he has so far proved a rather elusive character in terms of trying to pin down for an interview unless, unless you <laughs> of course you're Mr. James White Sorry. of TalkSport. Uh, Talk Sports. Um obviously they had have a, a long standing relationship, etc. Um if he, if he was here and he was sat around this table, what would what was the one question you'd want to ask him? That's a good
1: question. The one question I'd want to ask him. You know what I'm like. I, I couldn't probably struggle to narrow it down to one. Go on then. But uh, I just, uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose I'd want to know like uh, how much he's prepared, like, how, how much how he's prepared f- to to push this. Yeah,
0: has he got a you, limit on his on uh, his? Yes. So, so he's got So, so two hundred fifty million already injected in as yeah. loans turns into equity. Yeah. So, you, your question would be. How big, how, how deep your pockets, basically? Essentially, yeah, yeah. And how,
1: how much of the, the contents of those pockets are you prepared to keep throwing Everton Football Club? Yeah, yeah. You know, beyond the stadium, beyond that, does he have an end game? Mm. Does he is he someone who just want to be the, the owner of Everton until he passes away, God forbid, and then his family inherit and become like a, <laughs> an you know, yeah. Moors esque empire at, at Everton? Yeah. Or does he want to? Build the stadium, have this amazing legacy, and then sell the club if he can to uh, you know, an even wealthier billionaire, Sheikh or yeah. something like that. Yeah. What is uh, what is sort of end game really? That's cool. what I'd like to know.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I've always been intrigued to know the the, the details behind his like behind his like multi-year plan that I think he's referred to before. So mm. that's yeah, I'd, I'd want to know that. Was he were we were we seriously within any shout of getting Diego Simeone? I'd want to
1: know well, that exactly. Yeah. yeah. And of course, the they always continual elephants in the room is there? Any is there ever going to be any involvement of Elisha Osmanov Well, exactly. Yeah, you know, you are obviously is your friends, your colleagues. He's one of the world's wealthiest men. Yeah, he makes you look on average wage. Yep, exactly. And you know, he still hasn't reinvested since he sold his shares in Arsenal. Yeah. So there's always rumours bubbling under about mm. some sort of. Uh, Return of of Usmanov to football is it going to be at Everton? I'd love to know. To I'd
0: also love to ask him because because Farhad seems the sort of fella that would just tell you. Would you know what player do you desperately want to bring to football to Everton Football Club? Because he would, he'd say, yeah, you know, um, has been, as we we've seen at GMs and stuff, he, he doesn't hold back in terms of telling no. you the ins and outs of no. uh, trying to keep hold of Stones and Ross. And-
1: I mean, I tell you what, he, he would be a fantastic. Um, to, just based on that, when he was talking about Lukaku and the trouble,
0: you trouble know, mean, the trouble in, in replacing him.
1: What do you that? mean,
0: the previous GM? No, no,
1: was, no. When he, you know, he, he refused to sign the deal. Yeah, <laughs> he's just so unbelievable. He's, he's, he's so, uh, what's the word? Frank, isn't he? Gotcha. And off the cuff, you know, yeah. we're talking about like, and, and obviously this was something which was heavily disputed by Lukaku. So I've got to get that on record. Yeah, yeah. Talking about that, he'd gone on some sort of pilgrimage yeah. to Africa, and he decided he needed to leave the club and all this sort of stuff. He's, he's. Um, He's a wonderfully like disarming speaker mm. sometimes at these at these general meetings, isn't he? So I think he'd certainly be uh, he'd be good company. A oh, great company, just yeah. A couple yeah. of glasses of wine and uh, set the record straight, and and just hope that Jim White didn't call him after the <laughs> A couple of glasses of wine. Next minute he's talking about. I, I got I can't let this podcast pass without talking. About what on earth? That James McCarthy statement on oh, just, was that a deadline day to Sky Sports? Was oh, it? Yeah. That, I mean, that was the sort of thing when you, you look back on his, his 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 time here so far. That we could have done without really. That yeah. was just odd. Yeah. Um, it, it feels like he's
0: in terms of now he doesn't seem to talk necessarily as much directly to talk about but through. So I think he maybe think maybe he's again talking about things that he's 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 learning. Yeah. That would be one of them, wouldn't it? He's 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 trying to be a bit more guarded in that respect, isn't he?
1: Yeah, because Yeah, exactly. He is, definitely. And we haven't seen much of a repeat of that really, have we? His statements have been a bit more measured mm. since then. Um but he went through a phase that window, I think, of, of almost being on yeah. on speed dial with White, didn't yeah, he? And then there was yeah. all that ridiculous kind of Sissoko uh, missing out on him. And he obviously saw an opportunity, maybe with a bit of a hint of a PR man's eye to yeah, try and turn yeah. it round. And he just got it wrong, didn't he? And mm. talking about McCarthy and uh, no, McCarthy's a decent player. Yeah, and all of course. That, yeah, it just didn't quite ring true, and yeah. I think it left a few Blues a bit baffled. Um, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Sissoka that summer.
0: He's come out recently and and basically said, oh, I wasn't interested in going to Everton. But we were sat there on deadline day. And all the information coming out of everything reputable was was still in the hunt for him. Yeah. He had no intention. Just but, show th- but but yeah. if you're fired, you must be going. That must have been the one of the moments where you went, I've earned I'm worth £1.4 billion. Pounds. I'm a huge success, successful businessman. This football business lark is like nothing i 've ever experienced yeah, completely
1: it must be completely unique mustn't it to to yeah. any other form of business really yeah,
0: because you can't put it on a spreadsheet largely and no. predict what 's going to happen
1: no no exactly it's um owning a sports club, particularly a football club, must be mm. what you talk about you know sort like that maybe that's the the thrill when you 're that rich well, yeah indeed,
0: what do you think um what do you think in the in the three years? And it's it hasn't been a particularly great three years. Admittedly, very tough at times. But what do you think the biggest success Farhad has has, has brought to the club? It could you know it could be off the
1: field, of course. Yeah, I'm glad you let me, unlike Tony Scott, who always uh, asks, answers the question first because he knows that there's only one answer to something <laughs> and then leaves me with the option of, you've kindly, you, you've given me the easy option. So it's, it's for me, and I think I'm sure you'll agree, it's purchasing the Bramley Mall land um, yeah. and, and securing, certainly to an extent, because I mean, we've still got to see this stadium happen. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we, we've seen it, we're in about. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. yeah that, that's, uh, that's a different story, isn't it? But it's, it's the tangible progress in the new stadium. You know, when, you know, you know, obviously you reported
0: on before I was I was in this position. You reported on the um, fall of I think it was on your first day. Was the collapse of Kirby? Was yeah. that on your first day in the job? Was that when you were Hull? I think it was. Yeah. So you, well, I think yeah. The, the, we were, we were
1: two, the, three 0 down at half time, and Kirby had collapsed. So it was yeah. an interesting first day. <laughs> <laughs> I like they call me bad news, Greg. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. But, but in
0: terms of um, when 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 the the, the site. Was bought that kind of. I think a lot of people, even though there's a a huge and healthy degree of skepticism, still, I think people. Well, this guy's for real, isn't he? Mm. He he means business. Um, Where would you rank appointing Marcel Brands on his success rate? On his success, is he in the top three,
1: top five of Farhad? Definitely. I mean, I think it is. To all intents and purposes, I think it is, and everything I've heard suggests it is. but I just, you know, you know what it's like, Phil. You don't want to get carried away. You know, mm. I've seen prom, very, very promising signs that Brands is absolutely the top operator we need in that role. Yeah, yeah. And very different from Steve Walsh. But I just say everyone at the club needs to just get, a, you know, no one can be getting carried away with themselves yeah. Yet. yeah he's yeah, only yeah. had one window, Brands, and, and you know, he's done some good stuff. But he's got to be asking questions of himself as well and getting better. Oh, God, produce yeah, better, yeah, you know. Yeah. I think,
0: so, I think, uh, yeah. This isn't a brand's pod, but obviously, I think, I think Marcel would would look at Yerry Mina's struggles so far to adapt properly. I was and, thinking that, and to think, be and yeah. think mm, I could do with you, you know.
1: Spent a lot of dough on you, mate. You know. I think it'll come, but yeah, he could probably think. Yeah. that but um, then I mean, I wouldn't imagine he. Yeah, that, that's exactly. He didn't spend that money on him being a very, very long-term thing yeah. where he'd, he'd take a season or two to adapt. Yeah. I think you spend that much money, you're pretty confident that he's going to make an impact in his first season. Now yeah, yeah. very much remains to be seen, mm. doesn't it? Of course. So I, I would agree with you.
0: Would we, what else would we We, we class as a, as a had success? It feels like the majority are off the pitch. Would we, would we say... Um... It does, doesn't it? I'm trying to think. Sponsorship
1: would, for Finch Farm. US,
0: USM, you know, you know, rings up his... <laughs> yeah. Mason says, you yeah. know, but yeah. Um, what about what about changing the board, as he did? Admittedly, look, I mean, look. Strictly speaking, he's not on the board, of directors, and therefore doesn't make those decisions. Blah blah blah. Of course, it's down to other people. But the reality is, he's appointed Sasha and brought Keith Harris with him. That, I think, uh, success, or let's let's see. You know, if Sasha can deliver improved commercial performance, that would be yet yeah, tick. And if Keith Harris can deliver a stadium. Tick. Exactly, but yeah. Otherwise, don't
1: yeah. know. Yeah, no, it's very. I mean, the board had to be. I think it's 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 safe to say that the board had to be expanded. It was mm. too small. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It needed fresh it three people. Yeah, it needed it needed fresh blood, fresh ideas, and so that was something that he obviously saw and addressed. And they've got that. Um, you, you know, you could you could say, and I don't mean this to be uncharitable, but you could say that fresh ideas and new blood in the chief exec role was was, was probably due. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Robert
1: Elston probably acknowledged that himself. He'd mm. been in the club for a long time. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was time to, to for him to move on and someone else to come in. And obviously, Denise Barrett-Baxdale, enormous success story into what she'd done at the charity at Everton in the community. And now uh, we're hearing good things about what she's doing as the CEO. But again, just like everyone else that we said, you know, the proof will ultimately be in the pudding. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't afraid to make, you know, to, to make... Bold decisions yeah. in every capacity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the board boosting the board was important, wasn't it? And um, I think you can't decide on on the success of any of that as, as you said until there is a stadium there, there is a marked in, 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 uh, increase in mm-hmm. our commercial performance. There is a kit deal that right might not compete with the Uniteds of this world. Don't get me wrong, but certainly is more competitive as opposed to the the kit bag deal, which is. I think for quite reasonably had its detractors yeah, over the years. Yeah. It feels like it's a bit um, small time now for a club of yeah, that ambition. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Do you feel
0: that before we go into to what we think might be his, his his biggest mistakes? Do you think maybe one of the smarter decisions that Farhad has made was to bring the chairman Bill Kenwright back into the fold towards the end of last season, when you know, as we all know, he had been. He's sideline, but you know, you know in the appointment of Allardyce, et cetera, et cetera, it was it was very much Farhad going it alone a bit more. Do you think actually it was a smarter decision to bring Bill back really close back into the decision decision making process? Feels like it is to me. Um Do, You know, because Bill's been there and done it in the boardroom and negotiation and stuff. Yeah, he's success and failures, he's done things wrong and done things right. But F- Farhad still he's really he's not he's 3 years in
1: isn't he i think the one thing that that bill kenwright does is he, he gets everton mm. in that way that it's not easy unless you've been grown up supporting a club and your family have been supporting a club and, and you just you've seen the highs you've seen the lows it's not easy to do if you're parachuted in or even if you're someone who's invested 200 million in a club so he's very much invested mm. but getting it in that yeah. sort of more intangible sense, is isn't something that happens overnight and it's not something that's easy. So it makes infinite sense to have someone who's done your job effectively yeah. and gets the club very close at hand. And I don't think we ever had any indication that they'd, should we say, fallen out. No. But certainly I think there were times when Fahad decided to maybe go it alone and Allardyce's yeah. appointment is one of them where he possibly didn't, Seek advice from someone like Bill, who may yeah. or may not have said, "I don't think he's the right fit for Everton." Or, or, or did listen to the
0: advice, but then chose not but to. take it. But then chose not
1: to take it exactly yeah, because yeah. he thought, you know, he needs to start making his own decisions. Um, so it can certainly do no harm to to listen to someone who gets to the club mm. in that respect, and someone who, for for some of his perceived faults over the years as chairman, was certainly never bad at, at negotiating deals mm. and saving money for the club. Yeah, yeah, he was a very very shrewd negotiator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Kenwright, so having that capacity to consult him when you're trying to, when you get into a situation where you say, well, we're not going to go in this market because we haven't got the financial conditions, well, it doesn't hurt. Now, you think now, obviously, Marcel Brands would be the man who'd be doing that. Yeah, 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 I think so. But why would you discount someone of the experience and wisdom of, of Bill having them around? So, yeah. yeah, you're right, listening to that voice can't, can never hurt.
0: So, so then neatly, I would say, certainly coming in the top three, quite, possibly coming in at number one of the biggest mistakes was appointing Allardyce. Because yep. for several reasons, yep. the sort of way it went toxic very quickly and how it created obviously a very bad atmosphere around the club with the supporters. Secondly, how much money has it ended up costing him?
1: Yeah. And it's the damaging, it's financial, it's the damage to Everton's reputation. the sort of like pay... PR. Yeah. Um, and, it, and, you know,
0: and, and up until recently, it felt like Allardyce was on the TV or the radio every day.
1: Yeah. Having a pop. Yeah. And that's no good, is it? No. And he might well resurface if results, if Everton continue to be in the headlines for the wrong reasons. Mm. Listen, he, he'll he carry on being asked, and he'll carry on answering questions. Yeah. Because, for him it's a form of semi-validation, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Um So it was just, is it... Is it fair to say it was just a disastrous appointment from start to finish, more or less?
0: I mean, he, did, he did the job You in could terms, argue, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Fafahad would say, well, actually, he would maybe contest that, our opinion, and say, well, actually, um, he stabilised us, which is, which is what we wanted, um, X, Y, and Z. But then the flip side is, well, yeah, but it turned toxic. He bought two players who have had a short term impact and are now, you know, the best will in the world, probably available to be sold but mm. they may be
1: difficult to move on um, it's a matter of perception though, mate, isn't it because if you think there was genuine concern and it wasn't just by oh, sort God, of alarmist yeah. Yeah. that Everton could get dragged into a relegation fight before he was appointed now this part isn't to talk about Marco Silva in the current situation particularly but it, it might only need a couple more results mm. for that sort of concern to genuinely gather a bit more traction again and so where you know, do you go from there yeah, you know, that's but that's, got, a diff- that's, that's different a different conversation,
0: isn't well, it? Well, and Farhad relayed to uh, to Mr White, didn't he, that you've got to hold your nerve, which he hasn't done previously. Mm-hmm. So you would think that he is going to Acknow- hold- that's
1: acknowledge, almost acknowledgement of uh, Exactly of his mistake, if you like,
0: exactly. isn't it? Uh, any other mistakes in terms of just for balancing this pub, we said we you know, we've talked about quite a few successes, which so it a bit strange given given where we're at. But in terms of other mistakes or think other things that Farhad might go, you know what, shouldn't have done that. We've talked about Walsh, of course, um, but we've 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 battered Walsh enough, I think.
1: We? Yeah, I mean, for me, is it's it sanctioning some of the players? Well, well, look, I would say, I would say, I probably would have tried to manage Wayne Rooney's exit if if he was mm. going to be sold a bit better than it, it did. Mm. Uh, I think it left a little bit of rancor. Yeah, it didn't again. It wasn't. It didn't sound as if it was from a PR point of view. I know he he didn't say much because he wouldn't want to damage the club, but he was. Her, by the way, it yeah, happened, yeah. and he, 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 he blamed Machiri effectively. Yeah, he did. know he's uh, yeah. No, I was just um, I was actually
0: looking at the, some quotes earlier today where he said basically the owner didn't want me.
1: Yeah, precisely. And would he still be a valuable asset on to Everton? Was he? And I know he was on an unbelievably big wage. Yeah, he would. Mm, is I he better so. than some of the striking options that we've got at the moment? Yeah, he is. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He'd be playing, arguably. wouldn't he? So uh, the the idea, you know, letting him go and all the way it happened was probably a, mm. bit, of a bit of a mistake.
0: Indeed. So three years in. Um, so before we wrap up the pod, um, it's the next three years. I mean, for me, the, the, what has to happen in the next three years is is a new stadium at Bramley Moor Dock okay. has to be almost built. Because I think that in, t- in terms of timeframes, it you know might be a slight push to say it would be built, but but has to be built. Yeah. For you, would you you say we sit here in in. In uh, in what, two thousand and twenty two it'll be crikey, yeah. Um that, that we will have a stadium almost ready ahead of the new the new season.
1: Yeah, exactly. A bit like sort of Tottenham's new stadium is kind of there and almost almost done. Mm. Um well that's another story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we hopefully wouldn't be down that road of kind of uh, yeah, definitely. Something there on the waterfront, mm. almost ready to be moved into. Um, the club seems reasonably bullish about the time scale very,
0: Yeah, and very confident. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked yeah, about it on the pod actually um, last week. I, I asked some, I asked the lads about the the club are talking more confidently than ever. You know, you understand like they've been cautious, haven't they, over the years because of the failed various failed projects. But you know, I, I just think that they're softening their stance a little bit. And, and do, you, do you share that? And you, it comes from the top, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think I think that they feel that you know, I for me there's there's still that missing. Uh, I'm not saying that they haven't got the money to pay for it, mm. but I just I would be pretty <laughs> assured when I see it and I find out where it's coming from. Yeah, and that all the, uh, the ducks in a row to move. Yeah, forward, yeah. And, really. Fa-
0: and, and Farhad actually, the GM, um, making it clear that he he will be committing more of his own. You, you, you spoke about wanting to ask him about you know how deep in his pockets. You know him saying that he will. He's committed to some some amount of money for the, to help the stadium, hasn't he? So
1: exactly, and then you look as well coming up, obviously in July, he's due to is it July? He's yes, due no to, later than July. Yeah, to take his stake up to seventy seventy seven point two. Yeah, I mean just very briefly, I know it's a bit of a sort of you know going off the point a little bit, but you remember when another thing that you and I had to grapple to get our heads around was why forty nine point nine percent when he first yeah. came in, it was. I still couldn't give you a definitive answer I, I, as to why it was. It felt, I think,
0: and, and again, we have to ask the people involved. But it felt like it was if as though um, Bill Cameron was was handing the keys to Goodison over to Farhad, but keeping the spares, so he couldn't outvote anybody at that stage at a yeah. general meeting. Could he? He couldn't just come in and go bang, bang, bang. So I think it was it's a good way of putting it. Yeah, Bill acknowledging that. Right, we believe. I believe you're the man, but yeah. you need to show it, and you know. Initially, that eighty million loan went in, and debt was paid off, and yeah. Goodison had a bit of a facelift, and and then it snowballs from there, isn't it? And
1: yeah, and you just you just mentioned another thing that we probably remiss us not to say is that a gradual improvement, just the extra money in terms of doing things like mm-hmm. the facelift Goodison got, yeah. which just made a difference, mm-hmm. and it's easy to forget about things like that. Yeah, they don't yeah. happen. They don't happen for nothing. You know the the sort of new signage yeah. around the that park was one end. Of the fir- that was
0: one of the first things that went yeah, up, wasn't it?
1: And, and you know it, it does. And Goodison, the, and the
0: boxing in of corners, yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah, it does yeah. look better for that, yeah. doesn't it? And of course, um, in the latest set of accounts, if it wasn't for Farhad's injection of a hundred million over the course of the year, we would have made a significantly bigger loss. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, and then when you're trying to borrow money to build a stadium, you don't you don't really want that.
0: But he, but he's the man, isn't he? That that the that the, 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 the uh, Private financing companies in the banks I have confidence in because of his wealth. Of course, so yeah. he's a game
1: changer, isn't he? That he's respect? the guarantor, and you know, I dare say, you wouldn't have got that with the likes of you know a commercial group like Jane or yeah, yeah. like Charles Noel and uh, John Jay Moore. So, mm. yeah, I think we've got the right man there. Just gonna, it's, it's, yeah, as we, we said, it's just not gonna.
0: Yeah,
1: sorry to use the cliche, but it's not. It isn't going to happen overnight, and I just hope that the decisions moving forward over key appointments continue to be. Get better and better. Lessons learned is lessons it? learned, yeah, yeah. yeah. And eventually, we start we start yielding some success on the pitch as well as off it.
0: Indeed, thank you, pal. Thanks enjoyed for coming it. in. Um, yeah, so that's been a reflection of three years of Farhad Mashiri and a look ahead briefly to what the next three years may hold for Everton. Hope you've enjoyed this Royal Blue podcast special in association with Sport Pacer as we reflect on three years of Farhad Mashiri. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.